Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Dreamcast. Whew. It is heavy. It's heavy right now. Life is heavy. And if anyone wasn't already feeling so from Corona and all the effects of that, which I know I have been, those of you who've been listening or who know me know my best friend died from Corona. I work in a hospital as a nurse. All of the recommendations for masks, the social social distancing, the closures and reopenings of businesses, that has been stressful and anxiety producing in of itself. <clears throat> Excuse me. But now we are experiencing horrible, horrible injustices. And that is me making light of what is going on in, excuse me, the world we're living in right now. Um, Sorry for the constant coughing and clearing, but honestly, me wearing the mask for the last two days at work does affect, or has been affecting my asthma. So anyway, I apologize in advance. But I have some thoughts and feelings on what is and has been occurring. Let me first start by saying that none of what is happening is new. Unfortunately, none of what is happening is new. There have been, and I'm sure will continue to be, crimes committed on lives that do not deserve it. There have been and will be protests against what has occurred and will. I think the magnitude of everything being experienced, though, in the time frame that it is being experienced, is one of evolution. That is my opinion. And I want to share some thoughts on some of the things that I don't usually talk about. I don't usually talk about, I don't get into race a lot. I touch on it here and there because I am a mixed race woman. My mother is Scottish. My father was uh, black, African-American. So I do touch on that at times because that has affected and shaped my life and how I handle and deal with certain things. And definitely in the last few days, it has stirred up feelings and memories of experiences I've had starting as a child. And I shared some of it on my Instagram and uh, Facebook, but I'm going to talk about it again. So when I was around seven years old, I went to an Asian market in Brooklyn with my father and my sister. And... uh My father was looking around, I was looking around, my sister was looking around. There were others in the store, no other black people, no other mixed people or anyone of color for that matter. All the rest were white people. While I was looking around, I was being followed by one of the Asian people that worked in the store. 
I didn't fully grasp the reason, but it definitely made me uncomfortable, uneasy, and confused. By the time I got to the front of the store, this small framed Asian woman came up to me and said, adamantly, empty your pockets. She demanded that I empty my pockets. There was no, I'm not even going to get around what, what she should have done or could have done. This is what happened. I looked at my father quickly and he said, don't you dare empty your pockets because I was about to do so. I was reaching for my pockets because I had never been in that situation prior and I didn't know why I wouldn't do it. I'm in someone's store. She was older than I was. I mean, there were all these reasons why I would listen. He said, don't you dare empty your pockets. Loudly, firmly, with strength and conviction, he uttered those words. I had never heard him use that tone before and not in a public situation at that, uh, for that matter. And that also put some fear into me. I didn't understand why he was speaking like that to someone whose store he was in. But he said to, the, to that woman, and I don't remember the exact words, but something to the effect of she does not need to empty your, her pockets because you think that she did something that she did not do. And you have all these other people in the store and you did not approach any of them but you targeted my daughter because she is not like them. And we left the store and he said we would never return. Now, during that moment, I was, again, fearful, confused, didn't understand what was happening fully until we were walking out. And I realized, yes, Everyone else in the store was white. This woman thought I stole something and put it in my pocket and demanded that I empty them so that she could obviously get whatever back. And it was then that I knew that I was different and would be targeted for being so. It was also then that I knew that my father would not be having any of it. Obviously, had, he had uh, endured his own injustices up to that point and knew what was ahead. And also, I'm sure, stayed up feelings for him. <clears throat> Fast forward to a much, much later time. I was in a, at a playground in an affluent white community with my daughter. And I lived in this community. Uh, There were other people of color, but it was, like I said, predominantly white. So I was at this playground pushing my daughter in a swing and an older white woman came up and said, you need to leave here right now. You do not belong here. 
I looked at her and said, I have just as much reason to be here as you do. Kept pushing my daughter in the swing. She said, if you don't leave, I will call the cops. I said, you can call the cops. I have just as much right to be here as you do. She said, you do not live here. I said, how do you know that? Something in the back of my mind wanted to pull out my driver's license and show my address to say, I do. But then the other part of me, the stronger part of me said, you have nothing to prove to this woman. Nothing. Excuse me. And I just kept pushing my door on the swing. The woman kept yelling as she walked away and said she was going to call the cops. I finished what, uh, what I was doing there. Didn't leave right away, but ended up leaving. She never came back. So those are two experiences of many that show white privilege. Now, white privilege can get misconstrued sometimes by people thinking that it means to be affluent or rich materially, but it means no such thing. White privilege refers to the fact that a white person, because of the way they look, because they are white, they have the privilege to be rich in resources, to back up whatever claim they have against someone of another race, predominantly someone who's black, and use that in any way to lessen the other. Now, in the situations I've shared, in the first one, no white person was targeted as a thief because they were white. In the second encounter, that woman felt she had a right to call the cops on me And I would be automatically seen in the wrong because I was a person of color and she was white. She felt like that woman did in Central Park who targeted that black man watching birds, thinking, knowing, knowing that if they call the cops their side will automatically be taken. They have enough confidence to believe that their side will be taken against the black person or the person of color because they are seen as lesser than. And then this woman in Central Park, knowing knowing what has transpired with police and black people, knowing that this man's life could be in danger or would be if the cops arrived and took her side, which they could, he could lose his life. And she was willing to take that chance because she knew she would be probably considered in the right just because she was a white woman with her dog in the park. And if she said that this black man 
was threatening her life, that they would probably see it as so. And I'm not even a black woman. I'm a mixed race woman and have experienced things like this. So imagine for those of a darker complexion, those who are fully black and have been experiencing this and worse over the course of decades, centuries. That brings me to my thoughts on the protests and the looting and things occurring. Now, I don't condone violence in any form. But I get it. I am quick to tell someone, you cannot tell me how to feel and how to react. Because when one feels pain, they need to express that. They, they have to express that. How it is expressed varies from person to person. And I'm not condoning and saying, oh, if you feel pain, go hurt a person. Go do something to someone, go burn a house or burn a car. But I am saying that I understand that when we feel pain, when any human feels pain, you react. When you feel hurt, you react. And sometimes certain things are only seen as garnering attention, are only able to garner attention or worthy of getting attention when drastic measures are taken. <clears throat> I don't know, how, and I think most black people don't know how to get the message across that there needs to be a revamp of society's system and justice system. And I don't think they know how to get that message across or most of us don't know how to get that message across without being major, without bringing serious attention to what is happening. And it's felt that how else will you listen because the things we do peacefully, you don't listen to. We make requests, we take a knee, and no one listens. A man loses his life. And not in an instant, but over nine minutes. Because someone felt that they were superior enough to do so. <clears throat> the hurt and anger that is felt by yet another injustice, and again, that's me being light using that word injustice because murder is not just an injustice, but it's almost like an act of godlike power to take what only God can give us, which is life. For anyone to feel that they have that right 
or superiority over another is an evil spirited inhumane soul not even worthy of me calling them a human as a nurse it hurts me because we are taught to protect the airway at all costs whenever there's a problem <clears throat> excuse me and you have a cop hurting someone so much that they cannot breathe and telling you so multiple times and you feel okay to nonchalantly have your hands in your pockets, your, your, your demeanor calm while you take someone's life away. My, my, my nurse self, my woman self, my, my per, woman of color self, my human self, my spiritual, mental, and emotional self cannot grasp that kind of thinking and acting. <clears throat> and so I say all of this to say that when we're watching what is going on, adding to their already anxiety-filled, stress-filled feelings we all already had, but we're watching these actions take place at these protests or people looting and doing different things. Just like I say in regular life, once you know the reason behind why people act as they act, you can understand so much more. So don't just see the looting and things, and which, let me add, is not being done by just black people, but all people. Look at all the videos. It is not just black people. I'm, I'm not excluding or including any one person or race. But look at the whys of things before you judge in any situation. You can't get that upset about <clears throat> a store being vandalized or burned, but then think it's okay that this these cops have are just sitting somewhere fine and and justice wasn't handled swiftly, and then people feel it okay to be swift in their anger, so these people that are doing these things are acting out of frustration anger, hurt, and pain. So understand that before you judge it wholly. People are feeling hurt, pain, anger, anxiety, stress, every emotion you can imagine. And this could be any one of our family members, our close friends. These people were doing <clears throat> absolutely nothing to warrant their lives, lives being taken from them. Beyond this, which is really hard to go at this moment, <clears throat> we need to 
strengthen ourselves. And obviously you want to pay attention to what is going on around you and around us. Because there's a lot going on. But you don't want to be fully bombarded every moment with a new video, a new uh, new comment, a new reporter. It, it becomes overwhelming. So give yourself a limit. If it's 15 minutes a day, if it's I'll check it every six hours, whatever is going to work for you to stay up on it for you, that's fine. I uh, don't watch the news ever, usually. In the last two months, I have uh, spent some time watching it, nowhere near as much as my mother who would like me to watch it more, but uh, that's besides the point. But um, I watch it enough to be abreast of situations, and uh, but not enough to kill my spirit. The news doesn't kill my spirit, but the things that are happening definitely do. And so that's why I'm sharing what you can do to help rid yourself of that. Like I'm saying, give yourself time limits. Recharge yourself in ways that you no work for you, whether that is a walk in nature, reading a book, watching a show that has nothing to do with what is happening, something light, something funny, uh, writing, <clears throat> journaling, getting your feelings out in ways that can be, that are just for you, um, talking to someone. Right now with all the, you know, it's crazy, like, things were just starting to open, just starting, and now they're starting to close again. We're definitely living in a historical time, Um, but uh, talking to people and connecting with people, even amidst all the social distancing, using your FaceTime, using your ability to speak to someone through wires and not just a text um those kinds of things taking a bath sleeping resting working out getting your body ready to to handle the stress because stress wears on you heavy um listening to music you know i'm just throwing out anything that can help and um just talking to people that you know will get you and um you know, I'm just, I have my words for those who have not experienced what it's like to be a person of color. You will never, never understand what it feels like. And I've, I've had things <clears throat> uh, happen to me from all different races. But, but... These people do not have the same privilege that white offers to white. And that is real and is felt by many. I don't think there's one person of color, one black person who has never felt anything anything from white privilege or has not been the receiver of that. 
So to all the people that are white that are listening to this, just try to try to try not to judge. Better way to say it. Try not to judge and try to see the reasoning behind it. Imagine if you were the one who had had their life removed because of your skin color because that is what it comes down to because and I'm starting to talk again about it but this man this police officer whose job is to serve and protect had this man detained unable to move and still still felt the need to press on him and it wasn't the first time that is where you see that he had a privilege and so the whole police system that whole judicial system that needs to be revamped because at the first sign of this man doing something unjust it should have been handled he felt that he was okay to do this and he would have a slap on the wrist if anything if anything and the others who stood by while he did it, how can you call yourselves a human? That is inhumane. I'm, can, I, I can't get over how one can stand by and feel okay with that. I hope all of you have <clears throat> as positive of an energy-filled day as you can. Lean on one another. Recharge yourself. Renew yourself. Try to heal through what is going on. Rest. And we will talk soon. I know I said I was finishing up, but I have more to say. And it's important that I say it. Um, the experiences that I shared, especially the first one, first one from when I was uh, young and I was told to empty my pockets and I didn't. Um, those kinds of experiences shaped my life forever. It conditioned me. When I went in stores after that, and even still, I find myself doing these things. I will purposely not go near my pockets, not act like I'm putting things in my purse, uh, don't do anything to make it look like I could be stealing things because I know, I know that I'm being watched more than others. And I've always felt uncomfortable in situations where I feel like I need to do that. But I'm saying this to say that those things truly affect your whole life and how you act with others and around others. And I've never experienced things drastically as some have. Um, like um, maybe having a gun pulled out on me or being told to get out of my vehicle. Actually, you know what? I just, how did I forget this? I was driving 
I don't know how this slipped my mind, but here goes the, the next experience. I was driving. I was a new driver. And I was about to make a U-turn at a place where you couldn't make any turns. I caught myself before I did it and swerved only slightly. Like, you, you really, really wouldn't be able to tell unless you were really watching or in the car. But a slight, slight swerve, but I caught myself and just stayed in the same lane, realizing, oh, I can't do that here. Can't make that turn. Within seconds, I had a cop's light turn on behind me, pulled over, cop screaming at me as he approached my car, what were you thinking? What is wrong with you? Let me get your license and registration. I was like, what is wrong with this man? I said, and, and now I tend to be, I'm a, a quiet person, but if I feel like there's injustice being served, I get, uh, what's a good word to say? Forthcoming. I feel I have a right to speak up and I do. I said, I don't understand. He said, you were about to make a turn. I said, yes, but I didn't make the turn. Then he got furious. Like, how dare you speak back to me and actually explain anything like a human would do? Because God forbid you do something so strange like that. Called in three or four other cop cars and they all cornered my car in like I had killed someone. You would think I was, I had just left a murder scene. You would just think I left robbing a bank. All because I almost made a turn. A black officer came up while I was there and said, just, you know, just listen to what he says and you'll be, you'll be out of here in a minute. That also shows you, to me, that that black officer felt he better not get out of line And he was a cop, just as the other guy was. They were equals in their profession, in their profession, but not as humans, not seen so anyway. I ended up leaving, went to uh, court to contest the ticket, because yes, I got a ticket, because he in the ticket said, I made the turn. He said I made the turn and I had to argue with the judge that I had never ended up on the other side of the road like I would have if I had made the turn. So that had to be false. And he never showed up at that hearing, by the way. And I didn't have to pay it, but I did have to do some hours in traffic school. But you see how that little thing, seemingly little thing, Escalated into a much bigger thing just because of my color. Just because of that. And how things were altered to fit what he wanted. And how I still, still had to pay in some way, whether it be time or money, for what I didn't do. And that's small in comparison to all the things that black people experience every moment of the day and have for years. 
we get conditioned to acting a certain way. Not just to please other people and keep things from escalating, but because you want to protect your life. And that is not something that anyone should fear or anyone should feel that could happen to them just because of the color of their skin. It is wrong. (sighs) Okay, so that was what I had to share. Just that we do things still in life because of things that affected us when we were younger. And I tell myself when I go in stores now, you can put your hand in your pocket. You can go in your purse. And I have to tell myself that to, to take me out of that conditioning. That shouldn't be because white privilege offers them that ease when they're in a store. I don't have that. Other black people do not have that. They are always targeted just because of the color of their skin, seen less than because of the color of their skin. Color, just a different color. But no one sees that these people, we are humans, these people are humans, we have lives, we have families, mothers, children. Again, I hope you all have as wonderful of a day as positive of an energy-filled day as you can. Pay attention, rest, recharge, and renew.